2: You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs.
3: And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, we had a few friends at the show popping up to tell us how they're coping in lockdown, didn't we, Andy?
4: we did uh, we spoke to Elliot Steele and yeah. Dave Myers from the Hairy Bikers yeah. uh, we had a chat about furloughs uh, Steve Bruce in the shape of dance came along a Red Striker Very a good. bit more of our road trip yeah mm-hmm. it was fun uh, dance has started ad-libbing you'll hear that uh, a producer a friend of ours who had a bit of a mad weekend Spencer Woman, he came on and talked to us and Mike Ward gave us his uh, look at TV
3: he certainly did um, so and don't ask me which was uh, yeah interesting so oh, yeah. Uh, here it all is <laughs> Good afternoon everyone, good Good afternoon Andy. Good afternoon,
4: Paul. And uh, yes, uh, watched a lot of sport on the weekend, but I watched uh, the things I enjoyed the most was the virtual sport, the uh, virtual Grand yeah. National. I thought it was great fun. I know you did. I know our boss did. Every, a lot of people put on bets for the family. I mm-hmm. did as well. So it was, you know, that tr- Grand National tradition. But where was virtual John Hanma? I was quite disappointed, really, that he wasn't <laughs> there. And, uh, but how about those people who complained uh, yeah. about the lack of spa- uh, social distancing at Aintree on how thick do you have to be to think that's real it's unbelievable <laughs> how, you must be so stupid
3: to ring up and complain about that go on is that the three... There was kind of three stewards sort of hanging around, weren't there, at one point? They were all quite close to each other. And is that what people got... Virtual stewards people got upset about? Is that what it was? <laughs> I didn't know. The crowd. The crowd were there, and the
4: crowd were enjoying the oh, virtual okay. race. The virtual crowd. But people complained about social distancing or the lack of entry. Uh, you think? I did enjoy uh, Christian Williams, though, the winning trainer, interviewed in the news uh, later on that evening, uh, congratulating the jockey. Saying, oh, he's done very well. He didn't actually win. I mean, it wasn't really him,
3: was it? It was, it was a cartoon. Was he the joint anyway, youngest jockey I think Andy <laughs> ever to have won the national? No, he wasn't. Um, my mum won. <laughs> I did. I too. I did, I, did, I, did, I, did, I did a five each way for uh, me, my Mrs. My, my sons and my mum. I said to my mum, "Do you want to have a horse, Mum?" She said, eh? Hey. I said, "You want to have a horse?" She said, "They're not running the Grand National." I said, "No, it's it's the virtual one. They're doing it on the computer." Okay, give me a minute. I'll I have a horse. So she comes back to me. She's just moved into a property. Uh, in, a, in an area of uh, sort of Hertfordshire called Potter's Bar, and it's on a corner. So she says um, there's one called Potter's Corner. I'll have that one. And I, I thought, wow. well, okay, probably hasn't got a prayer. <laughs> yeah. And she wins. Fantastic. Really? Uh, 118 <laughs> quid. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's good the rest of us all lost. I think by my youngest lad got 15 quid each way. But uh, it all went into the pot. It's fantastic, isn't it? That, uh, yeah, that's, that's so why much, no it, two, one lost. 2.6 million, I think. It yeah, was, so yeah, it, it, was, it
4: was a really Absolutely. terrific idea, no question. I watched, yeah. also watched the virtual uh, E-Formula 1 with uh, on Sky last night. It was quite fun. I mean, some of the overtaking was even more exciting than the real thing. But Ben Stokes mm-hmm. was taking part. And at one point, I don't know, he dropped about five places trying to avoid L- Lando Norris. And then at one point, he seemed to be about an hour behind uh, Charles Leclerc. I tell you, he'd gone off for his dinner. There all happened there, but anyway, in the end, it, it was all a bit of fun and uh, quite enjoyable. I enjoyed. I thought the Queen's speech was absolutely brilliant. I mean, yeah. compare her to Donald Trump. Compare the way she came across, and it was heartfelt, it was moving. It was absolutely amazing. Even the even if at the end she did go a bit Vera Lynn's when she said, "We'll mm. meet
3: again." Well, that uh, line, imagine... what a powerful line that was, Andy. Who ever wrote that? I mean, it it was. So much, have a hand she had him writing, or what if she wrote it herself? But that was oh, a I think she wrote a lot line. of it. Very It powerful, was, and right,
4: uh, it? Vera, though, Vera was probably seething at home, thinking she's nicked my yeah. catchphrase.
3: She wasn't <laughs> happy about it at all. <laughs> no, sure all the merchandising. <laughs> now, of course, Vera Vera put itself. Uh, uh, I did something a bit mad at the weekend, Andy. I don't know if any of the listeners, they might tell us, have they done something really in lockdown which is kind of quite out of character? We're going to speak to somebody later on, an old friend of ours, um, a Chelsea fan, and, uh, and who works in TV, uh, as his own production company director, and producer, um, he did something mad at the weekend, he'll explain all, but um, Saturday morning I was having a bit of a shave and I thought the old fringe was looking a bit floppy, the hair, so I thought Hmm. do you know what, I might do something about that so I got the clippers out and rather delicately took a bit off the front and just took a bit off the side and a bit off the front and I didn't think I'd done too bad a job, I'm not sure everybody else in the house thought that is a bit John Mills in Ryan's (laughs) Daughter, but of course if you're going to take stuff off the front and a little bit of the sides... You've got to take it off the back, and I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm not shaving the back of my own head. Because if I don't, I'm going to look like Joe Exotic, our mate from Tiger. So I'm, so I'm, I'm going to have to get one of the family to do a little bit of shaving up the back because it's going to be a proper mullet. Otherwise, now I've cut it short. It is a bit Chrissy Waddling 1990, unfortunately. But that's the sort of mad stuff. That was close. The mad stuff you do um, in (laughs) lockdown. So let's hear from some of the listeners this afternoon. Have you done something so far where you look back and say, I'd never have done that. Never in a million years would I have done that uh, had I not been locked inside my own house for the
2: last couple of weeks. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Comedian
3: and Crystal Palace fan, Elliot Steele. Elliot, good afternoon.
5: Afternoon boys, how are you doing? You all good? Not too bad. Yeah,
3: how are you, how are you faring? How's how's the lockdown um, working for you?
5: It, it's, it's weird because uh, it, it was horrible to find out that in a pandemic, my life changes none whatsoever. That I'm just going to be shut indoors, and it's like that's what I would have been doing anyway. <laughs> L- like everyone was talking about, oh, the nice weather yesterday. Uh, don't, but make sure you don't go outside. And I was like, finally, everyone else, I don't, you know, have to feel bad for not going outside when it's nice weather and just sitting in playing Call of Duty.
3: <laughs> sort of thing you get told off for when you're a kid, wasn't it? When you're very young, your parents are saying, what are you sitting there in front of the telly for? Uh, watching Champion the Wonder Horse. Ask your dad, Elliot, about that. Go, out, go outside, play football with your mates. Oh, I played football all day yesterday, I'm tired. Go on, go out, I'll take the plug off the telly. That was my dad's favourite. In the end, he'd he cut the plug. He'd unplug it first, of course, when the Darwin Award. He'd unplug it first, he'd cut the plug off the telly. Oh, dear. So, I take it your dad's not been doing that. That
5: yet? No, no. It, it was really nice actually, just to be able to say to people, like, "Oh no, I can't, I can't go. I enjoy the weather. I, I, I might get that uh, illness. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit indoors under the covers and eat biscuits." <laughs> Which is what it was, like I said, it, that's exactly what I would have done anyway. <laughs> this, this disease so is Elliot. really. Why? What, what I've wanted for years is this, and I, it's it's, it's going to cost <laughs> us a lot. But sucked. at least I don't have to feel like the slacker I am anymore.
4: <laughs> are you? Uh, are you at home with your your dad, or you've got your own flat? And where? What's your uh, living no, in it's,
5: it's all good. I'm, I'm just with uh, my girlfriend, who's like the, the, the. I mean, there's another week left of this relationship um, after she found out that I do nothing during the day.
3: <laughs> so how how are we? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Andy,
4: carry on. No, sorry, Paul. I was just going to say, what about uh, performing online? Have you tried any of that sort of stuff?
5: Yeah, I, mean, I can't be in tweets. This is, this is the funny thing with stand-up, is uh, comedians, I think, in general, need to realise how useless they are in society, like how pointless we actually are. Like, we're, we're not... Uh, like Everyone goes, you know, we're going to need comedy. Well, people can get comedy from their friends. People can get comedy like one of the most watched videos ever is a plastic bag blowing into a guy's face on the news. You yeah. don't need comedians for comedy. <laughs> We've just harnessed that sort of thing. And now that there's like a, the world is like sort of collapsing society as we know that capitalism is probably gonna end. And we're here going, oh guys, if we put a couple of tweets out. Could you send us some money on Patreon? It's like, no, we're not needed. Give that money to nurses, give it to other people who actually need to do stuff. But uh, my agent's always like, make sure you're putting stuff online. Why? People are just going to scroll past and go, oh, all right. And then I'm going, oh, yeah, remember, send me three quid for buy me a coffee. You've seen all this stuff comedians do. Buy me a coffee. We're not needed. We don't matter. And that's the choice we made in our job. We took a job that was pointless. And now we're going, oh, oh, I probably should have tried harder at uni. <laughs>
3: That's a pretty damning <laughs> assessment of your profession. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fantastic. Um, you have been putting some content up, though. Haven't you been doing some boxing videos? Oh,
5: yeah, I've been doing little uh, Muay Thai videos. Um, right, I do okay. if, if the content is, is appropriate to talk about on the radio at this time but are they, are they, has coronavirus hit the, the, is there still watershed like this is the thing no one no, is there still I someone th- in the office let's play? work on the basis no, there's there still a watershed is, yeah yeah really
6: well society
5: hasn't collapsed that far then <laughs> yeah that hasn't once, once Your, the watershed um... goes that's when that's when it's chaos
4: yes absolutely that's true, and uh, your dad, though, is uh, providing a, a great service in the Sunday Mirror. He's writing, I think, a really brilliant column, and it's sort of topical, satirical. It's him, really. and this uh, is comedian, Mark Steele, of he, course, yeah. He's making, I presume you've read it, he's making some very, very funny points, especially about the summer that we won't be having. So uh, I don't know if you've seen oh, it. He's, so, he's uh, so
5: spot on. He's so, he's so astute with his observations. Like, he does just talk a uh, complete sense. Is, is is great, but it's, I, I'd love to know his take, because, like, wh- what do you guys make of uh, the Premier League? Matt um, Hancock coming out and asking, uh, like, Troy Deeney to basically fund the NHS. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: when that. you put it like that, it doesn't really make a great deal of sense. <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh, I do, yeah, we do know what you mean broadly. It did, did seem, uh, you know, they are they are a suitable punch bag, especially at a time when a, a lot of them are wanting to do more. It's just the way they do more.
5: Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like, because I hate to be like this, but, like, they get paid to do this job, which is play football, and the reason they get paid so much is because everyone watches football. Like, it's a commercial thing that's advertised. It's like, it, that's why they get paid the amount they do. So if they're paying their tax, if they're doing all this stuff, they're doing their bit. That's the bit, that, that, that's the point of tax. But it's not then down to them to give more money for the government like, the government, ha- the government has money. Does the government not know this? Like, am I the only person who's remembered that everyone pays tax and you can just use that for the NHS?
6: Hmm.
5: Why why is it now down to the players of Swansea football? Like, why is it down to Premier League players or championship players to now to just have to go, oh, we better, we better sort this mess out? Like I don't know if you've... Like, I'm sure you lot have met footballers. They're nice people... They're not the most switched on onto what's going on in the world because all their life they've been just told kick this ball over there and then mm. run to it and that's what they've done <laughs> and now it's like hey, you, can you guys sort out the economy?
3: Yeah. <laughs> Well, it sounds like That's with via Jordan Henderson and the other uh, 19 captains, they're having a pretty good uh, try. But what else have you been up to then in lockdown? What have you been? How have you been faring? How's the? I mean, you and you say you and your girlfriend living together. Um, is it? it, it as the relation? Is it standing? Complete lockdown at the moment so far. I be careful what Wait. you say here.
5: Yeah, we we are <laughs> we are we are a week away from murder. Uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's all good. I find the things to do is like um, I've just started looking forward to weird little things now. Like, oh, I get to, you know cook dinner soon, and then I go, oh wow, I get to do a workout, and that will be like forty minutes of not being bored. It's just, and, and then thank God that that Tiger King documentary came
2: out. Right? Have you? Have you not seen
3: this? <laughs> Do you know what? I feel? Like I was saying last week, I watched the first one, and I thought, I'm not sure. But my, my youngest lad said to me, two and three, it gets better. So I think I'm going to try and go back in. I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt, because it didn't really, I mean, unlike the rest of the world, it didn't really hook me after one episode.
5: It's just, it, it's just it, I can't believe that this is a real story. Yeah. <laughs> but, and you just watch it, because you, you imagine you, that people who just keep big cats. You think, like, well, they're going to be weird. But then how weird they are, you are not prepared for. Like, there's murders and things like this going on in your life. And people are just going to these zoos and going, I want to pet a baby tiger. Yeah. And then it's like, and now you're complicit in, like, the mob. It's like a proper mafioso. It's just, it's, it's amazing. And that's what I've been up to. That's what I've been, that's what my, that's all anyone's talk is now in lockdown, is one documentary.
3: Well, that's right. I'm going to go back in then. I feel like I'm missing out. I'll give I'll give two and three a crack and try and see it through at the end. Of the, and then if you watch the series, you have to watch the Louis Theroux that he made 10 years ago, but just before we go, Andy, what have you got? What do you want to say? You got something there? I see. No,
4: I was just going to read a bit from uh, Elliot's uh, dad's column from yesterday because it is funny. This it says, It's headline is mess, it's only short messenger you'd like to shoot. He says, Mark says, I wonder what it's like to be one of these people so excited they post messages online shrieking Hi everyone, this lockdown lockdown is so cool, I'm having the time of my life. I did a falconry class this morning on Zoom, I did a Zumba dance session on Facebook and it was great because the Archbishop of Canterbury joined in and dropped his mitre during a sideways twirl. Then I played virtual javelin with my WhatsApp group I made my own version of Star Wars using hand sanitizer for a Death Star and put it on Instagram. Now I'm having a FaceTime, eleven-course dinner with my Inuit pals in Greenland.
3: <laughs> you just ex- just described Elliot's day yesterday. <laughs> 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 uh, it, is,
5: it is funny. Like I do love watching it. It is great to watch the amount of comedians who aren't like naturally funny at all now <laughs> have to do like Instagram stories, <laughs> and it's just like, hi guys tonight I'm making cauliflower cheese and it's like a 40-minute story and nothing happened. And it's so... It's just highlighted how many people should quit comedy.
3: Oh, dear, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a whole strand of a call, called I wouldn't open with it yeah brilliant cheers brilliant. Elliot uh, love to your dad Bye, uh, thanks, take Elliot. care love to your girlfriend thanks. and we'll, we'll catch up with you soon all the best of
2: oh, course cool. we'll see you all after this uh, is over and take care of yourselves and love you yeah. the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport both Si
3: and Dave from the Hairy Bikers uh, are doing their bit in uh, lockdown and we're very pleased to say that uh, one half of the bikers, Dave Myers, friend of the show, joins us now. Dave, very good afternoon. Hello, Paul. Hello, Andy. Are you all right? We're not too bad, yes, Dave. A uh, heartwarming little story in the papers yesterday involving you and your other half, as we say,
7: doing your bit uh, for the NHS. Well, I must say, a wife that's doing most of it, she's up from dawn till dusk making scrubs and masks. Wow. Um, and she's, you know, this, I'm busy making the tea and modelling. <laughs> and donating fabric and doing a bit of cutting where necessary but she's been sending packages as a curry just come now uh, as far as ireland and derby and a lot of the local pharmacists you know uh, as they want a bit more protection so it's um nah, she's she, she's doing great i'm really proud of her there's also an emphasis, Dave, on
4: home cooking, isn't it? Where no one can go out to eat, no one can do takeaways. So I presume people at A have been asking you stuff and also using the books. Yeah, absolutely.
7: We've been posting some kind of cooking on, um, on Instagram as well. But things like, well, when we get problems, like at the moment, you know, I've, I've got my flours running down, but I can't get yeast. Um, so I've been sort of showing people how to make sourdough bread. And, and maybe use some of the the, the flowers that you can get. A lot of the obscure flowers in health food shops that people avoid. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm showing people how to use those and making their own pasta as well. Uh, if you can't get ready-made, you know, sometimes you get the pasta flour, uh, but you can't get pasta. But that seems to have eased off now. But yeah, I mean, I, th- I don't think I've ever been doing more cooking in my life, really. But um, cooking to eat rather than just to show. It, it's very strange times, as I'm sure
3: you'd agree. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, just just going back to what what your wife's been doing. I'm sure there's people out there listening saying, you know, I'd like to be able to help like that if I can. Someone who can so decent with a sewing machine feels like they could help. So what process did your wife go through and you go through, Dave, to to make people aware of what you wanted to do? What was the kind of distribution outlet? How, how does it work?
7: All, it was all through social media. That she got it started, mm. and then there was a lady in Tunbridge Wells as well got in touch with her. And So two or three of them got together. Their word spread. And things like the local health centre. A lot of GPs haven't automatically got the, the PPE that they need. Yeah. And and they're, they're glad of anything, really. And the scrubs, certainly, people need them. And the patterns are out there for people to get. And um, oh, she's, she's saying to me, What? Volunteers? Oh, I'm, I'm obviously, <laughs> the thing as well is there's that many volunteers now for the NHS. And I think what's come up, come up recently, a few days, is the volunteers. Need some kind of uh, PPE. Yeah. I must say that, that I'm proud to say si. he's been one of these volunteers too. He's um, he's working with a pharmacy and pharmacist in the northeast, so he's out delivering prescriptions. He, he goes to the back of the pharmacy every morning, gets his bags of pills, and he's off dropping them off around Newcastle. I said to him, "He's not the first one with a Land Rover full of drugs going around Newcastle." But this time, he's really doing doing his bit. And I think a few of the recipients have had some of his lentil
3: soup as well. Oh, good stuff. (laughs) Now, I get the absolute joy of seeing my partner in crime, Andy Jacobs, every day in this little screen in front of me on House Party and chatting to him. But you spend uh, probably more time than I spend with Andy, with uh, Cy. So what's, what's it been like in isolation for you? How often are you keeping in touch?
7: Uh, on a daily basis, really. I think we might try and, as, as technology, try and do some cooking together like a split-screen thing. Oh, yeah. But but it's it's very strange. Um, it, it's very strange. We had so much work this year lined up, like so many of the population. And, of course, it's just disappeared. Mm. Um, and everything's on hold. You know, our series is on hold till we can get out and film it. We'll be filming in England for the first time for, te- for 10 years. But this decision before coronavirus. But, obviously, we've, we've got to wait till. Things improved till we get out there and film. But no, I miss him. It's, it's, it's so so strange. You know, I've got a good family. The house is busy. Um, and Um You know, as I said, Lil's, Lil's working from dawn till dusk, making the masks and scrubs. and um, uh, Lil's mum's over here. She's from Romania, and she, she can't go back at the moment. Um, so that's our little lockdown household. But we're quite busy, but I, I, I do miss... I miss Si, you know, for the past 20 years. It's been... Um, you know, it's been a novelty to come home rather than, than be at home. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm missing my character. You know, I miss, I, yeah, I like, yeah, I miss going out for a pint and the social side as well as working. You know, it's very strange.
3: Sure.
4: Yeah, of course it is. It's the same for everybody, Dave. But if you do do this split-screen c- cooking, you've got to ha- try and do it so that you've both got, for example, the same colour bowl. So he hands you the bowl, the screen, <laughs> then you take the bowl. So it looks like you're actually there. If you
7: do it like that, I think it will work well. <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine the two of us getting that together, being, being coordinated enough to do that? We're bad enough when we're cooking together on the telly, let alone that. <laughs> Probably I th- I not. Think, yeah, I think it true. could be a bit of what what you called a troll space. So that would be all right, but um, I mean, is, with the absence of sport. I think a lot of people are turning to cooking.
3: You know.
7: Yeah. Yeah. As, as Andy was saying earlier,
3: on the the books, especially, I imagine people are returning to the books of yours they've, they've bought. and also, are the shows still available on the iPlayer? Because I mean, you know, if they they want to be a bit more adventurous or they want to try some things, they they can go and watch some of your old shows. Yeah, of course they can. But I
7: think there's, you know, wherever you go now, you know, you look on. Mm. Food Network and BBC and BBC One, I think, or two, was re-showing uh, a baking show that we did. God, it was way back in 2007. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because the we, we, first Harry Bikers was 2004, and wow. um, and it's you know, I, looked, I, I look I at myself cook something with sigh, and I don't remember I don't remember making that, but it looks really nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's all out there. The books are there, but there's so many recipes. Available now free online on our website and obviously on the BBC uh, Good Food website. Um, you know what I do I like if it, I think nowadays it's what you've got in the fridge really and what you've got in the pantry. So what I tend to do is Google two or three ingredients. Um, like to say stuffed peppers and I've got rice, so you go rice stuffed peppers recipes. And then they'll come up, or if you've got pork yeah. and apple, there'll be pork and apple recipes come up, and and that way. But yeah, all, all the books are there. And the, the the books presumably are, are doing fine. Um, but it's and uh, we're working on another book at the moment. But again, like everybody else, it's when, when you're testing and creating recipes, the problem you've got is actually getting the ingredients to experiment with. Sure, um, absolutely. You know that the, the chat sign I can do over the phone, but uh, for the development it's it's. It, it's difficult, you know. Um, and say, on the spot. I love my horse racing, which, of course, has gone, and I've, I've got a couple of racehorses in France, so they're eating us out of house, on home, <laughs> house and home financially. home, oh, right. Yeah, they've still the got to be fed. Did you have a
3: punt on the virtual national tour, uh, David? I weekend? didn't, no. Oh. No, I didn't. I,
7: it, it's very funny. I couldn't see how that works, really. It's funny being a racehorse owner. Everybody, the tips, is the opinions, of the computers, they always come up with, like, like the favourites and, and they always come out you know, it seems to be such a logical thing to do mm. and yet you know, I'll, I'll be sitting there being, you know, as the owner with the trainer uh, and we haven't got a clue either and the jockey hasn't got a clue you know, you, you've got an idea and yet you see the experts on the telly I don't know it's such, such an imponderable really I mean you can narrow the field down um, but, um, but no I miss the race it's a huge industry as well and it's like football you know there's an awful lot on hold sure well, fingers sure, crossed, we'll, we'll, we'll come
3: through the other side now, and uh, we'll catch up with you and Si uh, in the studio. So, give him yeah, our love and uh, pass on our best to your wife for the excellent work she's doing for the yeah, NHS. If, if you want any
7: masks or some basic cotton overalls, <laughs> give us a line, gents. <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll, we'll get you
2: sent over. Top man. All the best, Dave. Stay safe. Cheers, Andy. Cheers, Paul. Bye bye. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. We've seen that the environment has been
4: recovering, but we also noticed listening to the news there, Sean Dush's voice is recovering. You see, it's not, I yeah. suppose he's not shouting at the players and shouting during the match. His voice is sounding
3: quite smooth. I he think. sounds slightly different. By the time he goes <coughs> back, he's going to sound like this, isn't he? It's going to be amazing. <laughs> of course he is. But he's, he was telling, <coughs> they're telling the papers last <coughs> week that he's <coughs> been doing some uh, stuff around the house. He said, "I'm a professional jet washer now. Apparently, Sean oh, says yes. he's been so many that.
4: people are jet washing.
3: Yeah, I've right. noticed that
4: online. It's it's become well, a Well, I Well, ask,
3: I asked if you're if you're into jet washing, you're thinking of buying one online. I did ask um, Prince, the dog from That's Life. Um, oh yes. Yeah. The, the, in, in his <laughs> eyes, in his eyes, what's the best uh, jet washer you can buy? And he went. Hey, Kaya. Of course he did. Yeah. So, I mean, others are available ways. Prince very much likes uh, the, the Karsha. Uh, sorry, kids. Ar- ar- ask your dad.
4: Yeah. No. he <laughs> will Google it. Now, the uh, it's very bad news. It's the World Pipe Band Championship in Glasgow has been cancelled in August. Oh, dear. Which, uh, I'm, I'm especially disappointed because I was entering a band inspired by the late, great James Brown. They're called Papa's Got a Brand New Bagpipe. So oh, really that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and a lot of uh, events
3: like this are, are, are hitting the buffers are on things. It's very hard it? to do a virtual bagpipe. <laughs> um, I suppose you could. Couldn't you have a couple of, I mean, why not everybody could just play... Uh, on Zoom or whatever, and you could you could hear their fine work, and then the judges rubbish. can make a call. Yeah,
4: I took part in a Zoom meeting yesterday with some some old friends lined up by my mate, and he got all his f- different friends that he's got, and he wanted us all to be online. Oh yeah. and it, was it was fun. It was fun. It's the second week running we've done it, but I couldn't get online. I couldn't get the sound, and I was about ten minutes trying to do this. So of course, by the time I got on, I came on really swearing like mad. He said to me, "There's no swearing in this forum." Well, you should have basically said, "Well, nothing has really changed. Andy's like he normally is." really. <laughs> really, Nothing has really gone on. <laughs> and uh, this is it's fascinating I me. Mean, the RSPCA want us to see rats in a different light. I mean, everybody considers well, them... Well, me and rabbit, you or everybody?
3: They think... Well, sorry? What, me and you, or everybody, the RSPC? <laughs> no. They've not just singled us two <laughs> out, have they? No, they didn't say, Oh, okay. and
4: Jacobs, could you please see
3: rats like?
4: The... No, everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It says studies show that rats are capable of thinking, experiencing things such as pleasure, pain, and distress. These smart little rodents, the paper said, can be trained to play games and even outperform humans in certain tasks. Um, yeah. And yesterday, to mark. World Rat Day, uh, the RSPCA, what <laughs> it was. But this is Emma Horton, scientific uh, officer at the RSPCA, said, like humans, rats enjoy play. They laugh when tickled and have been trained to run agility courses, fetch a ball, and give high fives. I can't see how a rat could give you a high five.
3: <laughs> but you <laughs> could train it You, you could probably train it to. Yeah, <laughs> they, he got, I'm trying, I've not I'm I've not I'm not cheating. not poor, isn't well, it? Rats' <laughs> poor, but um, I will do now after this show. <laughs> Four o'clock, Andy. I'll be straight on <laughs> l- looking into this. Now, I've got Next a letter, break, got a letter oh, yeah. from the Reverend uh, Cindy Kent, who is from oh, Minster yeah. on Sea in Kent. Um, so she said... <laughs> Sir, Ken Garrison. No, she said, Sir, this is the Telegraph, I thought the child's game, down Ginger, had been revived when my doorbell rang and I could see no one through the spy hole. But on the mat, I found a gorgeous bread and butter pudding. Cooked by my neighbourhood, put it there and retreat, retreated. Such kindness and delicious. Well, that's a nice story. But it also got me that's thinking nice that of all the things you can do at the moment to kind of interact, uh, she talks about the game of knock down ginger. What about a game of lockdown ginger? <laughs> well, because I suppose, effectively, you knock on a neighbor's door and you run off. You could just yeah. stand sort of seven or eight feet away and say, oh, "Sorry, it was me. I just wanted to see how you're getting on." So <laughs> it's, uh, rather than running away not and hiding good. like That's you did as a kid, idea. you ing- <laughs> you you indulge in a little bit of long distance <laughs> conversation as as you. It's just a thought. It's a rubbish idea, but no, no, uh, it's a good idea. <laughs> it's not really, is it? it doesn't it is, I his, like it. it. What, now,
4: knocking the thing on your neighbour's you... door. <laughs> the listeners may have noticed that yeah. one of the problems of doing the show in this way is mm. that we don't have our normal rapport because there's a kind of delay between us. There so is. I yeah. was thinking, I was thinking yesterday of driving over to your house and doing the show outside your house in my car, uh, <laughs> wearing, wearing my antiviral snood. And I thought, you know, I could I, Ross, Ross Powell could be in my
3: boot doing the news. <laughs> be quite good, I think. I think you find the way the technology works, Andy, because of your this you you'd still have a delay I don't think the vicinity, I don't think you being 20 foot from where I'm broadcasting will make a man If you shouted through the window, that would make a difference. I mean, I'm no no technician, but I'll put it to our boffins. And we'll also find out if Toby or Ross are prepared to stay in your boot for three hours a day. (laughs) It doesn't seem right. Anyway, um, we've been bringing you every day a little instalment of a book uh, called Striker by Steve Bruce. That's right. Steve Bruce, the Newcastle manager, wrote three murder mysteries in the late 90s when he was a footballer. Striker, sweeper and defender we're bringing you striker bit by bit it's the story of the letters town manager Steve Barnes he's trying to get the team into the Premier League but there's been a murder and people think he may have done it let's give you a flavour of what's gone on in chapter one
8: so what's the problem Pat he took an envelope from the pocket of his jacket I opened the envelope and read the letter inside What I read was a mess of ill written abuse mixed with threats. The training ground is five miles from the ground. Has Pat Duffy gone out? I asked the girl on reception. I expected him to be standing next to my car. He wasn't there. I went down to the locker room. Young Pat Duffy was stretched out on the floor in a pool of blood. I went over and pulled the knife from his back. That's how it was when Carberry came in. I'll give the police a bell, Carberry said. So there we are. That's the story
3: so far. We now get stuck into Chapter 2 and see what uh, Steve is uh, up to in an attempt to clear his name.
8: Chapter 2. Craig, we are only at Chapter 2. All hell seemed to break loose. One minute, I'm in the locker room with the dead boy and Carberry sneering. And the next thing, I'm in my office. Not at my desk, but on the set E, Dazed. Outside the door, there was the hubbub of voices. By this time, everybody must have known. And no doubt, the rumour mill was active. Julie was sitting next to me, holding out a glass of water. ''Drink this,'' she said. ''You look like a ghost.'' I drank deeply. ''Thanks, Julie. I needed that.'' Right then, Carberry entered. He didn't knock. i phoned phone the fuzz,'' he said. ''Well?'' It wouldn't be long before the police arrived, that's for sure. Murder's a grave crime. There was also the added frisson of it happening down at the local stadium. Hey, how about that? I used the word frisson. And it wouldn't be long before we had the media calling. Those guys, they missed nothing. In any case, there would be someone at the police only too willing to give a tip-off to the press, the radio, and the local TV, probably Jim White. "'Would you like coffee?' Julie asked. "'She ought to know that I rarely take coffee, "'but this was an exceptional situation, "'and she was thinking of what was best for me. "'My pulse was racing, my mind was in a daze, "'and the last thing I needed was coffee "'to raise my blood pressure.' "'I have some chamomile tea,' Julie said. "'What the hell do I need herbal tea for?' I asked. "'It calms you down,' Julie replied.' Do you drink the stuff? I asked All the time, Julie smiled Working with you, I need all the help I can get I'll try it, I told her Julie went out to make tea It was then that I noticed Eddie Carberry was sitting in my chair behind the desk He was rubbing his head with his fingers and the palm of his right hand As men who are bawling and conscious of it often do It's a problem that I don't yet have What's this all about, Eddie? I asked. Will you tell me, Steve? He said. You're the man in charge. Wow. (laughs) What about that, then?
3: Dance. Dance has started ad living. I like it. <laughs> I like nice. the fact he's, he's, he's going off script now and again and uh, Jim White gets a mention there and he's right. Crikey, <laughs> are only funny. up to chapter two. I think how many pages are we in? I've got the book in front of me. Um, 15, uh, I think we're at 16 pages in and it's twenty eight we long. So That's fine. We got, got, got to hope for everybody's yet. sake. We're through the lockdown by the time the book <laughs> finishes. But brilliant work there by Dance as uh, Steve. Just to remind you to get the Steve uh, Bruce voice. A uh, dance has to push his nose right into his face, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, yeah. so he's really going through it at the moment. It's very painful for him. So anyway, we'll bring you another uh, instalment of Steve Bruce's <laughs> murder mystery. Stryker. Murder's a grave crime. Oh, no, you don't say. <laughs> yeah. What do brilliant. I want? We well, herbal tea.
2: I mean, maybe one of the <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the staff at Newcastle this is all ringing a. Bell to them. the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. We've
3: also been digging into the archive over the last uh, couple of weeks, and um, we've been bringing you a kind of day by day reminder of what went on over in uh, Rio in 2014 during the World Cup. I believe it's uh, day eight. This is the way the show would kick off, it's kind of recapping on what we've got up to the day before and the night before and what was likely to happen that day. So here we go, let's head back to Rio in the summer of 2014, day eight for H&J On Tour. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon.
4: Andy. And good afternoon, Paul. Yeah. I'm very pleased to say, I'm delighted to say that yeah. regular really listeners will know that uh, Paul and I have been breakfasting at the equivalent of Budgeons. Yeah, the local Budgens. Uh, Zona, Zona Saul. Yeah, Zona Solomon, as somebody said last night, yeah, a former right. TalkSport newsreader. Yeah. But uh, we've been going in there, they've got a little uh, cafe at the back there, and the last few days they've just had no croissants at all, no. but loads of this cake. So I was saying yesterday on the show, I was moaning, as I often am, about, you know, I'll, I'll have a word with the manager, yeah. you know, let's get the croissants. Well, I was saying, you. look, just let it go yeah. in someone else's country, it's got nothing to do with you. <laughs> Very much so. So we're going there this morning, and lo and behold, he has been listening. I think he only listens to the podcast because he's quite busy. Yeah. He, uh, he basically, there were the croissants, and the cake had gone. It had, yeah. So
3: <laughs> maybe maybe there was something in that. That's good. So great news to <laughs> great, start of the day. Great with. news
4: for us. And then, uh, of course, we're still playing lookalike cricket. Paul and I just play it non-stop. We were going to do. Well, a we had a net.
3: We call it. A, we have a net session. It's not a competitive game. No, it's just like just having a net. isn't It's having a net. And we had a fantastic
4: net in budgeons today. Didn't oh, we tremendous net. We we spotted I felt like Jimmy Anderson. I really <laughs> loosened up. <laughs> it the was... ball was moving. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, Thin Ab- Ian Abrahams. Uh, you then came back with a brilliant Sunita. Sanita's let herself go. Oh yeah, Mar- uh, we saw the late. Bernard
3: Levin on the way there, yeah. for one for the teenagers there. And not a great Nana Muscuri, which I I think that was a no-ball, because he was just a woman with black hair and glasses. <laughs> yes, yeah, very true. And that's not difficult to find in but Rio,
4: really. But old Pete Abbott was sensational. Oh, very, I see. so Pierre. good. He started doing the announcements in the middle of budgets. Yes. Yeah. So
3: he welcomed Martin Chivers that's onto, right, the, he onto aisle
4: three. he did. Hello, substitution.
3: <laughs> Gilfie Sigurdsson for <laughs> yeah. Musa Dembele he did at one point. It was great. And then uh, the late Alfred Hitchcock, uh, tremendous. It was good to see him. He's going to be walking <laughs> across the back of <laughs> the show later on, just in the- a <laughs> So, yeah, we had a, just a net session. Uh, so the, what else we got? We went well, to... When we, yeah. Andy was eating his body weight in uh, meat. Um, the, the, there's a place along here. It's a lovely... We've been here, we won't name it. We've been here a few oh, times. Oh,
4: yeah, the, uh, tourist career.
3: Oh, we won't name it? Why not? Oh, okay, we can. not <laughs> <Well>, because <laughs> so the, the nature of what we're going to talk about, oh, one yeah. of the staff, it does feel a bit tight. Oh, I see what you really? mean. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually. Because uh, <laughs> a, a, a football song <laughs> yeah. uh, has, has, has come about for um, the, the, the manager of this place. Yeah. We did yeah. mention
4: it the other day when yeah. our uh, producer, Tom Hughes who a little bit worse for wear that night. Yeah. And uh, this uh, very nice one, which is exceptionally good. Brilliant at her this job yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. She came over and she said, "Anybody need anything else. Yeah. And uh, so, Tom, we all thought it, but Tom said, well, do, yeah. do you know when you've got a three-year-old,
3: uh, <laughs> our producer, when he's had a couple of beers, do you know when a three-year-old says the embarrassing thing? Like someone's got a big boil on their forehead. Yeah. And when your three-year-old's on the, and then they say, why's that man got a big lump on his head? And then you go, Shhh, shall we get to-? Yeah. Uh, it's really embarrassing, that little way. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when we drink inside him, he's like a three-year-old yeah. who says... Well, he is a little, little bit, yeah. So he went, is that a man? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but the, the song we've, yeah. we've got for him... Was a well, lovely, the thing didn't... was,
4: yeah. I decided that uh, her voice was remarkably like uh, Sky Sports darts uh, caller, yeah. Russ
3: Bray. But then she has the look of uh, one of the cast of Corrie. So the, the song came about, <laughs> she sounds like Russ Bray. She sounds like Russ Bray. Looks like Deirdre Barlow, <laughs> but sounds like Russ Bray. <laughs> but we weren't singing it, obviously. No, obviously. The producer not. had a couple more. But, I think he might. have done.
4: But of course, Dave, we were talking to a lovely Dave Clark the other day about the fact that Dart could come here to to Brazil, Sky Sports. She's got the gig, has not she? She's got to do it. One hundred and eighty-two. She'd want another skewer of meat. Yeah. <laughs> she'd be fantastic. At the same time, oh, though, yeah. uh, they, they they bring around the sort of what you'd expect, which is the pieces of beef, various cuts of beef, lovely spare ribs, all manners of meat, Oh yeah, including yeah. ostrich, and then. Uh, they they, they come up
3: with a long skewer of it's chicken. It's right, the ostrich. When the ostrich comes in, Bernie Clifton brings it in. <laughs> it's a really nice touch, isn't it? He's on the back of it. It's,
4: it's really good. They come with all these chicken hearts, and they tiny little chicken hearts, and yeah. I turned to the producer and I said, Blimey, how many chickens do they need to kill for all those chicken hearts? He said, one per chicken. Yeah, generally. Oh, that's a good answer, Generally one really? per chicken.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: and uh, you came up, you said, I must get into today, I must get him Russ Bray and the chicken hearts. Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, they were good, weren't they? It <laughs> was the remnants of Leonard Skinner, and. <laughs> little feet who got together. I remember them on the whistle test <laughs> what a yeah, band with, they with was. Russ Bray fronting <laughs> up the, the singer guitarist. Yeah. So she had big brother, Andy. Well, why not? Throughout the. <clears> uh... Yes, I'll give you a little bit of a build-up. This, you haven't heard it before. We're all living together. We don't normally live together, the TalkSport presenters and producers. I know it's hard to believe, but we don't. And uh, we're in this kind of slightly forced situation. But it has allowed Andy to uh, kind of stalk the corridors of the three apartments we're in here uh, on Copacabana and just get little tidbits, give you a flavor of what's going on behind the scenes amongst the TalkSport presenters. Andy, take it away. Day 12, and former professional footballer Ray Parler
4: gets back at 3am after a big evening and wakes up with a bottle of half-empty
5: beer by his bed.
4: Yeah, probably not for the first time in his life, I'm guessing, that one. Day 12, an afternoon presenter, Adrian Durham's gone to do some filming on the beach. He's told Big Brother he's going to be jumping into the sea, which will be like a remake of Moby Dick. Bit harsh. Well, true. And uh, day 12, Despite the fact that only Paul and I are using the middle toilet, we've gone through three rows of toilet paper in four days. I
3: haven't quite worked it out. We're not
4: using it all. Adrian's got his own. Ray's using a rather strange bidet spray, so Big Brother calls Macca into the diary room to demand what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? It's a very good question. And finally, day 13. And producers Les Morris and George Cummings have failed to notice, that despite being in the stadium, that Antonio Valencia has been sent off. George was in the toilet and Ian just didn't
3: see it. Fantastic. I <laughs> hey, don't miss a trick, out boys. They'll eat eagle producers. So there we are. That was uh, what, day eight, wasn't it? You keep saying day 12, and it <laughs> just throws me every time. Day eight <laughs> I of. Uh, day. We never found out. Why everybody was getting through those toilet rolls, apart from the obvious. I reckon somebody was pilfering them from one of the other loos, but I don't dwell (laughs) on it now. Don't dwell on that now, Andy. Uh, One of the unlikeliest stories today involves Mick McCarthy, um, who um, they were talking earlier on about Stephen Kenny on Jim's show uh, with Stephen Kelly. Funny enough, talking about the fact that uh, they have made the change earlier than they would have done. Mick McCarthy has stood down. And uh, the Sun said, Mick McCarthy fancies an instant return to club management. I thought, yeah, when you say instant, Mick, <laughs> you know, I think there's you give it a couple of months, mate, I think. I've just got the <laughs> odds. So. Um, Mick's next managerial job, according to Paddy Powell, six to one, any international team. That doesn't really narrow it down a bit. Oh,
4: well, uh, well that's, you know, once <clears> you've got a reputation as an international manager, you do yeah, maybe jobs, don't you?
3: Um, Sunderland and, uh, are ten oh yeah, to one, well, Forest sixteen to one, Wolves twenty to one. He's, no, I mean, they're not going to sack Nuno, are they? Barnsley fifteen, really. um, Millwall. Any League of Ireland team and working its way down to Celtic, Ipswich, and Aberdeen. But uh, instant return might be a bit tricky.
4: That's true. And uh, this fact of the day has surprised me in the Daily Star today. I, I still, I've still i read it about five times. I can't believe it's true, but it, it comes from sharksider.com, who obviously have a vested interest in this, and they reckon that toothpicks kill just as many people as sharks uh, do each year. Really? So the number, number of people die through shark attack, same number of people. In fact, more people die through... Toothpick attack. I don't know what that yeah. is. They don't offer you a chance to go swimming with toothpicks, do they, in a cage? Or I can't okay.
3: see how, Tooth- That's can't not see how tempt you to- remotely. <laughs> That's not going to tempt you to South Africa. Also wouldn't have made quite as an iconic film, is it? Um, really? Toothpick. Yeah, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't yeah. have been qu- quite the same, would it? Look, the beaches are open. Everybody's having a great time. But for goodness sake, there's a toothpick on the beach. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to work. We really. haven't thought that. It may well be right.
2: I've, I've got no idea. I can't so, see how. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. Well,
3: look, look into it, Andy. Look into it
2: um, this evening. Make that your homework. The Hogsby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport.
1: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care.
2: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Now, I think most people had a fairly quiet weekend. You really can't get up
3: to much at the moment, can you? You know, if you've if you've got a garden, you can uh, sit in it on a nice day like uh, yesterday. You can keep busy with a few odd jobs, and I'm sure for most people. Uh, The weekend was fairly uneventful. Andy, you're you're a man who likes an eventful weekend. Was yours fairly uneventful? (coughs) Very uneventful. Well, on that basis, if yours was, then everybody's was, except for our next (laughs) guest, um, which I noticed on social media today. He is a a producer in between us two Man Down TV, Burp, Mighty Boosh, Bo Selector, Lee Nelson, Uh, to name but a few. A former colleague of ours on uh, fantasy football. He is a Chelsea fan. And uh, he joins us now, Spencer Millman. Spen, good afternoon. Hello, fellas. How are you doing? Not too bad. As I said, everybody had quite a quiet weekend. But um, just t- so tell, us, tell us what you got up to. <laughs> oh, not much. Uh, I, I decided, weirdly, uh,
9: very unlike me, I decided that I would go in the garden and pressure wash my patio. Nice, yeah. Um, I haven't touched my patio for about four years, so it was pretty dirty. Uh, I got out the Karcher pressure washer, nice, and uh, which I highly recommend. They're very good. And um, I spent about five hours pressure washing the patio because it was so grim. Uh, it's pretty therapeutic. Hmm. And just as I was coming to the end of it, I suddenly heard crackling and smelt fire and just this horrible loud noise. And somebody from another garden behind me shouting, called the fire brigade. And um, I looked outside <laughs> and some idiot behind me had decided to make a bonfire in their garden, which, can I just say, before I finish the rest of the story, please don't make bonfires. Like, it's hard enough for people to breathe at the moment, as it is. Yeah. So don't make bonfires. It's true. Um, But That's it was also point. pretty windy yesterday and the, and the bonfire, basically, the wind caught it and it went into a massive... I'm guessing 50 foot lime tree that is right next to my house and basically set the whole thing alight, ablaze. Um, God, so we had to call the fire brigade. Uh, the fire brigade came out. The whole street evacuated. So we had a self-distancing street party <laughs> whilst the fire brigade were doing their <laughs> bit. It took them about an hour to put it out. Wow. Um, and they came very, very quickly. Uh, so big up to the fire brigade. Mm. And then I went back to my garden and my whole patio was covered in ash.
3: <laughs> so out comes the carter again next weekend.
9: Yeah, five five hours. I cleaned <laughs> that, and the whole thing was covered in ash. So a pretty uneventful weekend. And then I took the dogs for a walk, and then I watched the Queen.
3: Oh, okay, <laughs> fair
4: enough. It's marvellous. Isn't but it? have you had a word with the you neighbour? Some... As,
3: I was going to say, has the neighbour did, did they, did they did this neighbour apologised for for this having a, having a fire or not? What do you think, Paul? No, <laughs> I'm guessing not. <laughs> if you have a no. fire, you're probably not quick to apologise, are you? That's very no, true. No, but
9: we, I have I have tried to speak to the council today because actually half of that tree is hanging over my drive and the other half is hanging over a public alleyway. And right. I don't
3: think it's safe, so somebody needs to come and sort that out. Okay, we'll get them onto it. We'll put the call in. the uh, very a nice line from you. The Queen was brilliant last mm. night. I think generally most people agree. It was mm. uh, oh, yeah. I think the yeah, we'll meet I think again so. line got us all. But you did make a very good point that... Uh, the just will tell us. You tweeted about the Queen. You, uh, something in her appearance you noticed, Spencer?
9: Yeah, I, I, um, I was very bowled over by the fact how well the Queen does her own hair. It,
3: it's very <laughs> impressive that she does it. She effective. does it herself, or does a lady in waiting do it on a long pole? I mean, they just sort of stand six foot away on the end of a hockey <laughs> stick or something. I don't I, know.
9: Yeah, yeah. I'm, see, I'm very fortunate. I don't, I'm very much like Andy. I can just do it myself. don't have any hair. So that's all right. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, it was something that we were like, how has she managed to look so good? <laughs> probably helping her. But I guess, as my dad pointed out, and sort of sport joke, is that she probably does have people living with her. So,
3: <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think you're probably... She's not on her own. Yeah, the problem, that's just a very good point, really. I mean, she can self-isolate to a, to a point, but someone has to go and get her shopping for her. But well, her daughter... I imagine Anne comes in and does her shopping. She goes down to Budgeons, <laughs> then she brings the, the shopping hell? in and leaves outside Buckingham Palace, leaves outside the front door, like we all are at the moment, <laughs> rings the bell, down ginger, mm. and, then, uh, and then runs off and says, yeah, Mum, is your shopping. I'd, I'd like to think that's how but she up. operates. It's true. I was though uh, last night logging because
4: uh, there's no sport, so I've got to sit there with my book and watch log something. <laughs> yeah. So I was logging the secrets of the palace servants on Channel Five. It was blimey, it's actually fascinating thing. About I bet that. there's a lot because they a lot don't of... tell you. <laughs> well, there's that's the thing. Most of them don't we'll say anything, of course. Well, he was because he crossed the line, didn't he? So no question about it. But I did discover that uh, jam pennies are the Queen's favourite snack with her tea. It's really simple to make. You just get two slices of white bread. You put jam in the middle, butter, jam, and you get a little round thing and you make like like you're making sort of pastries, and there you yeah. get these little pennies, jam pennies.
3: So she's crustless. She, she yeah. obviously goes crustless. So,
4: so she comes around for, for tea. Apparently, this is the thing you've got to make her if she ever pops in. <laughs> she might thank you for calling
3: that fire in. That might be her. <laughs> she might pick you out at random, said uh, Spencer Millman. Um, i, I I'll tell you what, you can.
9: And, I think most people that aren't royal, I think they're called jam
4: sandwiches.
3: <laughs> That's it, I think for <laughs> jam pennies. Well,
4: no, no, but they, they are these little penny things. But they, yeah. one of the women there, she was saying, when we clean the carpets... We do it like a, a football pitch, so they had a bit of a sporting. So, like they, they make that pattern that the ground's concentric make. On the circles w- or Wembley. Or Wembley. into Wembley. Do they really? Well, no squares. Yeah, oh, square? like not, Wembley, like
3: at, not like the bloke at like the bloke at the then. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> not him. Different <laughs> patterns. Uh, that would be a shame. We were, funny enough, we mentioned last week. Um, you've worked with lots of different people over the years, including uh, Ricky Gervais, and uh, and we were talking about. That, well, I think your ears may have been burning because, uh, much like the tree in your garden, because we were. <laughs> We we mentioned that there Andy Millman of course was uh, was Ricky's character in extras and and you'd work with him so uh, was it was it named after you? It all seems a bit convenient otherwise. It it was named after me. Um, it's basically if you
9: watch extras. So many years ago, prior to the Office, myself and Ian Morris and David Beasley were all working on a chat show that Ricky had called Meet Ricky Gervais. Yeah, and. Um, We've worked with Ricky on the 11 o'clock show as well. So we've known him for many, many years. And I, uh, he used Millman for his character, Andy Millman. And then obviously the BBC commissioners in extras are Ian Morris and Damon Beasley. He didn't
4: change oh. their names.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. And and there is a Maggie Jacobs, can I just point oh, out? Oh Andy well? Andy think, Andy thinks yeah he, he could be he got he got the Jacobs. I don't know I mean, I'm not quite sure. Well we used to play true, cricket in the in the
4: corridors, didn't we? Office cricket with Ricky.
3: And that's right, but yeah. yeah whether that was enough to get you a, a, a name in extras, <laughs> well, Andy. We, we can only but guess we'll have <laughs> like to speak to the man himself. Maybe you can get the word back to him in lockdown and, and see what he I'll says I'll ask him, I'll ask him. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, well Spencer, good. this feels like a sitcom plot your day yesterday. it, it, it could it It could have, uh, but...
9: If only, I mean, if only it was a... If only I could get it commissioned. Yeah, uh, our our industry, you know, everybody's got it hard, but this is, um, our industry is, uh, you know, it's hit pretty, pretty hard. We're not able to obviously make anything, film anything, so difficult times, but, you know, have to get on with it.
3: And uh, Chelsea, quick one on Chelsea before we let you go. I mean, uh, I saw William today. Said he effectively said, "I wanted three years. They've offered me two. I, I think that's it." Are you sad to see him go or not?
9: Um, can I be honest with you? <laughs> I have not missed football one bit. Really? Wow. Yeah, I, I've not looked at the back sports pages. I've not missed going. It's really weird. It's really weird. But I, I don't. I haven't missed. I haven't missed live sport
3: at all. It's It's very bizarre. That, that is strange. I mean, that's maybe and that's Chelsea one of the were symptoms. Really like, well when it happened. Yeah, it probably is like losing your sense of taste and smell. That you, you've one of your symptoms is a man that loves football has completely lost interest in live football. I'm yeah, slightly it, worried it, you've got it, the virus.
9: It's yeah, it's very bizarre. I mean, I, I miss obviously. You know, I've been sitting with the same people at Stamford Bridge for. 25 years we've all had season tickets together and i missed the the laughs and the mucking about that we have at the game but in yeah. all honesty I, you know I, I just really haven't missed it at all it's very yeah. it's a very bizarre thing um and it'll be interesting to see what happens because I, I don't think there's any good way of solving what happens to this premiership at all really i think it's very bizarre I'm no, very worried. No, it's,
3: yeah. it's, it's going to be difficult to bring it back. I know what you mean, though. I mean, I miss the social. I miss seeing the guys that I go to football with and the people that I always see at football. But I've got to be honest, the way Tottenham were playing before lockdown... Oh, yeah. so I was to you,
9: you're probably very happy that
3: you're happy. Could, Yeah, <laughs> obviously the, the, the sick bay is cleared, but I'd rather, of course... It happened. That's a bit of a high price to pay to have Harry Kane fit and firing. The
2: Hawksby and Jacobs
3: daily podcast from TalkSport. So, uh, what's worth watching on the box tonight? Joining us now to talk about <coughs> that is our old mate from uh, the star, Brighton and Hove Albion supporting Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, guys. Uh, have I got news for you? Are still doing their extended yes. version? You tell us tonight. There, have I got more news for have you? The I 45 got a minute? bit more news. For bit you. more so, news, oh,
10: yeah. Obviously, over the years, they've done this after uh, a couple of days after the main show, they do the extended one with the you know the bits they haven't used. So the thirty-minute show becomes a forty-five. Minute. I'll, I'll be honest, I couldn't sit through the thirty-minute one. I, I I struggled with it on Friday night, and I know they did. Everyone mm-hmm. did their best under. Incredibly difficult circumstances, but it was difficult. Did did, did you get the chance to say it? Or? Yeah, I only saw a little bit of it, but they did get a bit of criticism. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the problem is we're now getting quite used to this idea of obviously, you know, linking up with people on on, on Skype or, or such like. Um, I think you know, as guests within the context to, to watch the whole thing that way. And the dynamic of having, we're so used to the dynamic of people sitting around the desk and, you know, the presenter there. And and the exchanges are, everybody's having to look down the camera for a start. So you've got six people all effectively looking down the camera rather than looking at each other and doing that thing. And I know know we can't get over that, but it does make it quite hard if you're used to that to, to sort of, you know, adjust to it. And I think consequently the idea of sitting through 45 minutes of it. But, uh, I'll be honest, it caused a bit of a row with Mrs Ward. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, dear. In what I sat, way? Well, I sat down and watched it, and um, I think we were both a bit tired. <laughs> 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 We'd had a glass of wine. Oh, and, okay. oh and I, start, I started <laughs> watching it, and and she's uh, about seven, seven or eight minutes in, she just said, this is terrible. Just like that. So right. I picked oh, up the remote, and I just... I just said, right, we'll, we'll watch something. Uh, you know, I didn't even go and debate. I just switched <laughs> over. So, it doesn't mean you didn't watch. I said, I, I, I agree. You said, no, you did. You just switched over just because I said it's true. I'm allowed an opinion as well, you know. <laughs> and no. I thought, well, oh, yes, dear. you are. And then, and then, oh, and then I, I came across as super twonk, because I actually said, I have to watch these things just to... <laughs> This is my job, you should have screamed. I, did, my I job. Did. I pretty much did. And I thought, oh my God, yeah. what have I become? Yeah. What monster have I
3: become? Yeah. So. I do tell you a point, I've not watched it all yet. i watched about half of it, uh, and I had to go up and do something else. Lord knows what, I mean, I've got nothing else better than <laughs> do. have your hair cut. 15 minutes in telly, I did my own, I'm cut his own. Yeah, yeah, not a great job. I've got to get, I said, I've become Joe Exotic, so it's a bit long at the back, but I cut it, cut it in the front, but not at the back. Oh, Nice. But, um, but yeah, come back, that look. I think maybe people's expectations are that little bit lowered, aren't they? I mean, it's not going to be the slick sort of show. But if no. you like know the ingredients of of Paul Merton and all the little funny clips linked in yes. and and uh, Ian Hislop, then you know, I think you're you're cutting some slack.
10: I, I think yeah, I think you have to cut them some slack. And maybe as, as as the weeks go past, we'll just sort of come to accept that. I just think you know. Uh, certain shows are, are having to cope in all sorts of ways uh, uh, do you yeah. ever watch Saturday Kitchen with Matt Tebbutt?
3: Yeah, yeah I've watched it now and again yeah, yeah. Uh,
10: I think they're yeah, doing that's... it brilliantly I think it's one of the greatest examples of how they're coping with it because there's a kind of he he's very relaxed about the whole thing they're doing they have, you know, normally just one guest in the studio now and they keep well apart from each other and had a couple of people linked up and it all went technically wrong as these things do because the link up to, um, it was Tom Allen and and the wine bloke, and it broke down and he just said, right, you've just got us now for the next two, there's Just him and the the chef in the studio and it was a sort of slightly, it was sort of falling apart around them but in such a lovely way that it made it very, very entertaining to watch and, you know, and sometimes I think in a way, we, we sort of, you know, we, we'll get used to that to the point where if we watch something super slick again, it's going to feel a bit odd, you know, because it yeah. always goes one extreme to the other. Uh, the Queen's a bit of a ratings
3: winner as well, I see yes. from your notes. Well, she was always going to get good ratings. She didn't take to Twitter to boast
10: about it like maybe some <laughs> other world, world figures do. <laughs> 24 million viewers. <clears throat> Apparently, wow. well, I'm a, guessing that is incredible. That is, you know, it, it's sort of inevitable. I mean, there were a fair few spoilers because Nicholas Witchell came on the news about two hours earlier and oh, pretty I much know. read the whole thing out. I thought, well, no, he what, did. Yes. What's the point of that? I noticed that, and also,
4: yeah. what on earth happened to him? He's got like a Nasser Hussain <laughs> hairstyle. He's got a new haircut, yeah. and he's not ginger anymore. He's what not on ginger going anymore.
10: On? Well, I think I think everybody who's ginger eventually loses the gingerness and the passing oh, of time. Okay. I, I think that well, goes. Never, doesn't I've learned something today. But the, um, yeah, yes, I was a bit. I would just, be, but she was, yeah, she was very reassuring. I thought she was great. Yes, she did good work. I mean, yeah. really, Brilliant. to get Brilliant.
3: 24 million normally on on national TV, you've got to fall through a bar, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, or you've got to dance uh, to uh, eight, uh, nothing like a dame with a number of newsreaders. So to normally <laughs> deliver that. Or basically, uh, on Christmas Day, do a dirty den, but yeah. uh, just and to be sitting there talking for five minutes. Ant and and deck
10: have got to their work cut out to keep hold of that entertainment. No, they be—they'll be having a meeting today, I'm sure, yeah. of them, with the production team saying, "How <laughs> do we get up?
3: How do we get up to those figures? What yeah. has she got that we haven't?" <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's true. Um, now, I've got a little fact for you, boys. Oh, I found this quite hard to mm. believe. You won't believe—almost seven thousand households still watch TV in black and white. That's no, incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's funny
4: you should say that because <laughs> I was watching an old Chelsea game from 1982. Brian Moore commentating, and even yeah. in 1982, he went. Uh, that for those of you watching in black and white, Chelsea are wearing white socks today. Yeah, you know, so oh. even though and that the match was 1982, colour. and it was not 2020, you wouldn't expect <laughs> no, anybody. No, to, you
3: wouldn't expect Martin to say that before before a game on Sky. <laughs> but you wouldn't expect for anybody watching in black and white, man, sitting What I was mean, the figure again? What was the number? Um, it's 7,000 households still 7, watching 000. black and white. Because I must admit,
10: um, when they always quote the, the license fee and all the sort of rows about the BBC, et cetera, come up, and they always say, oh, and it costs so and so for a black and white. And I think, oh, yeah. uh, there's a black and white TV anymore that works. Well, a black and white license costs you 52 quid.
3: Yeah. Uh, um, 6,928 households still... Have them. Um,
10: Do you know what? I bet they have them, but I bet they have that little coloured cellophane in front of the screen. So it's three different layers of colour. So it actually, so it is, they're watching yeah, that, colour. Because it, yeah. it looks can, the same yeah, as a proper colour you TV. You can still doesn't
3: it? buy old black and white tellies online, apparently. You can buy a telly that will just give you. I mean, huh, who knew? So
10: I tell you what, next week I'm going to watch everything in black and white and see if it looks any worse or any better, uh, especially some old football.
3: We're going to squeeze in. Don't ask okay. me, we'll let people know that um, I'll tell you what, just very quickly. Mike, giant yes. lobster hunters.
10: I'm oh, giant lobster today. hunters! God, yeah, I- absolutely. 4, I- p.m. Can't believe that giant lobster hunters has passed me by until I was desperately scraping the barrel for something for us to talk, talk about something. Are the lobsters giant or the hunters? I think it's a bit of both. Okay. Certainly, the hunters are pretty huge. <laughs> but if you, I mean, it's, serious. it's it's quite lobstery. It goes on and on and on. There's six episodes yeah, so far, each cool. an hour long. Yeah. Everything you could possibly want to know and more—a good deal more—about lobster hunting. I'm going in
3: at 9, 9 p.m. Channel 4. Sorry, <laughs> I might to you too.
2: Sounds like sport to me. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Don't ask me to leave it out or yeah, turn it
3: up. Just time to ask Andy five questions based on last week's shows to see how much uh, he can remember. I'm sure Adrian's listening down the line relishing this potentially. I've got, I've got a good feeling, Andy. It's quite difficult to set difficult questions, mm. but we'll see. Uh, who joined us on Friday to talk us through the virtual um, Grand National and tipped up definitely red, which I was unfortunate to put money on, and it didn't win? Who joined us on Friday? Uh, was it Bruce? Was it Bruce Millington?
4: Oh, who was it? Oh, no, it was... Um, oh, for goodness sake, who was it? Who was it, Andy? Uh, I quit? Bruce
3: Bruce Willington. It, w- it was Matt Chapman, MCE, who oh joined God, us. Oh, God, yes, so it was, yeah. Um, oh, well, it's happened again. <laughs> it's happened again. Mark Gretton <laughs> joined us. He's had a tattoo, yeah. uh, but he's got no regrets. Uh, which tattoo, which team does he support? He's Liverpool. Liverpool Premier he's a Liverpool League. Liverpool fan. That's it, Premier yeah. League tattoo. Uh, Mike Parry joined us in lockdown. Uh, when he wasn't looking at the moon, he was watching films. Which, which film was he getting very excited about watching again? Oh.
4: <sighs> what's um, a film, what's uh, film that he got tell us, excited
3: about yeah, it was us all about uh, one of the great characters in movie history he said can you remember uh, no Star okay. Wars uh, Rambo uh, okay Rambo uh, we, yeah okay <laughs> I'm even doing him now we spoke we did a refocus with a former Bristol City frontman can you remember his name Paul Cheesley, well yeah. done, yeah, absolutely <laughs> right, Ridiculous. Paul Cheesley. And we spoke to Darren Wilcox. What did Darren do in his garden last Monday when we spoke to him? Now there was two. Oh, people. he ran the marathon. Yeah. he didn't. He, he was the, the one who. No, he was the one who turned his garden into a football pitch. <laughs> it was yeah. our other guest. <laughs> Who uh, who ran the marathon? So Andy, unfortunately, Last. not well. Good recovery. Uh, that's uh, now, I've got to, now I've
4: got to face the wife. She's only indoors listening to. It. She's going to kill me. She loves it when
3: you uh, mess up <laughs> and don't ask me, doesn't she? The Hawksby and Jacobs
2: Daily Podcast from Talksport.
3: There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. Um, and don't ask me, Andy. That first question, the the, the kind of gets easy me every one. week, doesn't it? can't get Friday so
4: you think you think remembering back to the
3: nearest Do you want to start working isn't isn't the you? other way would you like me to start on Monday and work <laughs> yeah whatever you yeah. prefer you see I'll try yeah, well, it that way next week. <laughs> week all right then try and remember that maybe the producer can remember I will probably will forget <laughs> within about five minutes so um <laughs> so that's us um uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow um thanks very much for downloading the podcast if you are able to listen live uh, one and four, of course. We're still keeping the show going. But uh, if not, yes, uh, we'll keep the podcast coming too. Uh, have a great evening. We'll catch up with you
2: soon. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport.